Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another Smurfside special. This week, we'll be getting them out and trying not to get too flushed. Yes, it's Karen at your convenience. And joining me to go ahead and make my B-Day are Dan Thomas and Paul Litchfield. Another winner. (laughs) (laughs) I got it from your various WhatsApp messages that you, you weren't too fond of this one. Well, I, the thing is, in the other two we've done hmm. were uh, I had a problem with the humour. This hmm. one I had a problem as, as a socialist. Uh, right, no, of course. Because this is I, I, this is one. Because I know this is one of you, you two. But I think both of you love this one. Oh, I yeah. adore this. One. I, I really haven't love seen it. this in a long time, and there's a lot, It's certainly a lot more fun than Carry On Emmanuel. But then, so you know, was the hate. So is dental work. Right? <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, uh, so it's more fun than that. Actually, I'm not sure it is more fun, but it's just it's performed by much more professional comic performers. But obviously, the problem I have with this is that it's a fucking Tory party manifesto. It really is. Yeah, it really is. But also, it's very prevalent for the times, isn't it? With all the strong. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, the more things change, the more things stay the same. But it's it's um, it's fairly repulsive in its view of the unions. Yeah. What you mean by the sole representative of the unions is Kenneth Cope? Uh, yeah. Hmm. And he's a cunt. He is a cunt, yeah. He's an absolute shit, isn't he? And also, here's the thing, I really don't like him in this I don't talk. like him. He's one of those... I mean, i I got to say, though, compared to the people that come into it later, he's fine. But as, yeah, a, as, yeah. a, as a kid and growing up, I was always wary of people who weren't in the official carry-on line coming yeah. in. And I think he does okay, but and he is playing a cut. I really hate but, him so much. In yeah, it. yeah. I I seem to quite like him in Carry On. Is it? Oh wait, Matron. Matron. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to like him in that one, but this one, he's he's giving a very good performance as a character you don't want to be hanging out with. Mm. Yeah, because he's sort of like universally loathed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes him. I don't know no, how does no. I, you know, no or, one we, likes we're going to have a union walkout, and everyone just go, "No, we're not. Like, mm. We don't want to. We because the thing is." 
there's so many it's so badly written the whole thing is really terribly written like it'll, it'll set up plot points and arcs and things that then don't resolve like yeah. everyone would tell him to fuck off nobody mm. likes him mm. yeah but then they still somehow go on strike for some reason it's almost like and he's written by Ricky Gervais yeah and as you we were saying earlier it sort of sets up like three to four plots and then they don't they don't bother and then they suddenly go oh shit um, yeah the bit, um, the whole business is going to close yeah can we do that and then and <laughs> it's just so insane it just makes no sense at all it's, it's that's why I love it because it's just little mad vignettes I think yeah. I read some of the original cut of this was two and a half hours long. Good God. Fucking Godfather Part 2 of the Carry On films. Mm. And they, well, they just went show. through his Fellini fucking stage, did he? Jesus. Well, until they saw it and went, well, this isn't funny. Can we, Fe- make, it, can we make it exactly as unfunny, but in an hour and a half instead? Fellini. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I love is it when it begins, it sounds like a proper Carry On film. Yes. Yeah, it's got the beautiful music that's stunning, and it does that lovely carry-on thing where it does the alternative titles, which I've written down. Which yeah, what do we on, think of these? So it. we've got, or so we've got Karen at your convenience with the song going, stuck in the lavatory. Brilliant, love it. That's great. Eric Rogers, great work on this. The alternative titles are, or down the spout. Yeah, I would have said down the pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies, please be seated. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Up the workers. Right. Okay. Which is which? That's my first little. Um, oh fuck you then. <laughs> and, and this sounds like it would be written on the wall behind you if you just shot yourself. <laughs> right. Or in a Benny Hill sketch on a chalkboard. Suicide note. Okay. <laughs> Labour relations are the people who come to see you when you're having a baby. That sounds like a joke <laughs> that a Tory would have had written for himself when he was doing whatever the 1972 equivalent of Newsnight yes, was. Yeah. <laughs> and they, what what they should have said is it's not a shit film, honest. That, that <laughs> yeah. yeah. And please don't pan it. Mm. There you go. There you go. Um. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Can I can yeah. I throw turds at your tits? Carry on, can I throw turds at your tits? Carry on, may I continue throwing turds at your tits? <laughs> no. Very short film. Uh, horrible. Now, my first thought when you first see Vic and Bernie is Yes. Vic should have been Bill Oddie. Oh, I see. Oh, that's interesting. Because Bill in The Goodies is always on the side of the workers. Because Bill, yes. Bill Oddie gave me the joke when I was little that I always enjoy, which is, what do you do when your nose is on strike? Pick it. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, and he's even got the Bill Oddie moustache of the late 60s. Yes. Bern- Bernie's wasted in this film. Yes, he is. But he's still he's fun, though. He's oh, all right. Yeah. He does cop off with quite an attractive lady. So. Yes, that's insane. Even he wins. Yeah, was, yeah, he uh, we at some point we should have a woman on this show just mm. to go. Uh, just to ask the one question: Was Bernard Breslau quite hot actually? Was because he? he seems to do quite well in this series. He goes blonde, big knockers, and this mm-hmm. uh, blonde, yeah. uh, small knockers, uh, but perfectly good uh, abroad. He gets Valerie <laughs> Leon in Carry On Girls. There we yes, are, and then true. and then Maureen Lipman for the rest, you know, ten, twelve, last 12, 10, 12 years of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so well, he's Jack done. Had to watch. <laughs> Which he really liked. So, oh, just... Jack, I'm having an orgasmology. <laughs> I know, for a second, I thought you meant Jim Rosenthal. He was oh. just standing there, like in the boxing. Oh, he could be. Just yeah. with, with an ITV log and I'm going, and it's not looking well for it's, uh, it's a pretty rough match here. <laughs> they are Maureen's not matching. Just <laughs> have to throw in the towel at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so they're in the factory. There's a toilet factory, everybody. If toilet factory, it. everyone. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called W.C. Boggs and Son. Perfect. Great joke already. Yes, it's W.C. and Boggs. That's, 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 two, that's a double hitter. Mm-hmm. Now, W.C. Boggs, played by Kenneth Williams, of course, and they basically said to Kenneth, just be yourself. Yeah, but yeah. also don't you? You're not actually a villain in this at all. Yeah, you're, you're, you're and you you actually become a really nice bloke. Hmm. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah, and you're not terrified obviously... of women. Well, a bit, a bit. No, he's terrified. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, terrified. terrified of women. Yeah, but again, he he is roofied and put in bed, <laughs> and then when um, he essentially <laughs> says, "Did you sexually assault me last night?" She says, "Well, if you don't remember, I'm not going to tell you." Yeah, I'm exactly. not sure that's how the police are going to view this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it's Patsy Rowlands who's done it is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Patsy's really good at this. Oh, I love she's her. brilliant. She's yeah. Miss, Miss Withering. Mm. I would say this is one of Sid's best performances as well. Oh, I like I, the... it's my favourite Sid. Yeah. Sid it's... and Hattie are brilliant, and yeah. I'm so annoyed that Hattie's not in it for much. Yeah. And, and her Sid and, him and Joe, sparkles. They're brilliant. There's a moment where it's it's oh. it's almost moving. This yeah. film. Oh, the, and yes, then they fuck definitely. it up. I have to be honest with you. Oh, but course. there's actually yeah. there's a three dimensional relationship. Uh, so she's in an actual love triangle, and you feel yeah. you almost feel Joan's torture at the fact that she does love her husband. That mm. little scene just when they're coming home, they have that little sort of if only things yeah. are different. And you're like, oh my god! And then of course you ruin it just by going, "Can I stick my finger up your ass?" And he went, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sid, yeah. you're doing so well. Can I put my pipe up your fanny? <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> Can you what fart up my pipe? No. <laughs> He just ruins it because it, it is, it's really, it's genuinely like proper like drama. And you're like, oh my God. Mm. Very old for a carry on film. Yeah. This, I've, I think the reason why I like this film is because is it doesn't really have a plot. It's just a series of bad little things. And then, like, like you just said, Dan, it does these moments of genuine poignancy. Yeah. And then it's weird any sort of other... Tory anti commie message yeah. running through. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's get into it. So, as you yeah. say, Miss Withering's testing the toilet for Mr. Boggs. I love this scene so much. And uh, Sid is called Mr. Plumber. Lovely. Yeah, and Lovely. all he does is poo and shit jokes. Well, yeah. I, what I like is... In a row. He wants to try it, and he gets the paper out of his back pocket and then sits on it with his pipe in his mouth. Yeah. He goes, well, I, well, well, I can only have about half an hour on it. <laughs> it's not built for endurance. I just love it because every single thing he says is just ha ha shit. <laughs> <laughs> Things that go in the night. Love it. But he, said, well, I like, I like the joke where uh, Charles Autry says that the toilet's been, that the U bend has been streamlined. And he says, "What for? Wind resistance? Yeah, wind resistance." <laughs> <laughs> I love the gag that Charles Autry is dressed as a flamboyant fashion designer from the sixties. Yeah. Yes. Which is yeah. they don't do enough with that joke because no. I think that could be amazing. Just. You know, like a catwalk of shit yeah. or something. There, there's a bit where he's wearing like an orange and like, like orange and brown polka dot yeah. um, shirt, um, shirt with and the tie. The matching tie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I was watching well. that. Going, I wonder if I could rock that. But then I, I don't think a lot of people are looking at Charles Hawkeye and going, I haven't got the same frame as him. But then no one has. <laughs> no, no one has. No, apart from like a small bird. Uh, <laughs> and also, this is the film where where he's got really nothing to do with being boozy, which he normally is in all these films. And then at no. the end, they just they just make him pissed again. And you're like, actually, yeah. that's completely wrong. It should be Ken because Ken's the one that gets hammered. Exactly. It's really weird. They just have, they they just revert back to type. We'll, we'll just have him pissed again because well, he is. They they've clearly gone to Charles Autry. Well, you, you're going to be sort of harmless in this one. Yeah, but we're going to give may you... have sexual relations with a, with a grandmother. Exactly, we're going to give you a weird subplot where you're into strip poker with everybody, which is a bit odd. <laughs> it's an odd fullness because it does feel like it goes out which way to be clean sometimes. Mm. Yes. It's not yeah. actually filthy. Like, no. Even when somebody says, 
Oh, so Bernard Bresnel sells somebody's got a little cock or something, and, he, and it goes, uh, oh, the women all say, they can all call you pencil doings. Hmm. What? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a long way to go to not call somebody a tiny cock fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, right at the beginning, it's literally just everyone talking to the workers, and all the workers do is misconstrue anything that anyone's saying, yeah. and just be like, well, like a cock, is it? <laughs> they're all just laughing their head off I everything. Ain't no sex in the canteen, eh? Yeah. <laughs> everything to them is just a hilarious On three joke. separate occasions in this room, somebody says, like, they're on the floor, mm. and the thing yeah. is, what, fucking? Mm. No, no, exactly. it's a dance floor. Joan mm. Sims literally goes, well, you can fuck me anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like, ah! They spend yeah. all day just with permanent and erections. And her mate next to her with the little glasses and the red hair is like, oh! <laughs> yeah, but everything. Yeah. Never they been touched. Just, they must have just all start <laughs> masturbating on mass. Yeah. Just, you're all I so would randy in this. <laughs> much prefer this film of when he, when he has the meeting with all the workers that they're all just wanking. They're all wanking. Yeah, but like making no noise, just looking at each other and sort of just occasionally going, ah. Yeah, you occasionally get carry-on signs of train whistles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a really so over-elaborate sound effect for flesh-rubbing flesh. Yes. Like someone in the Foley department's got a bit of chicken out. <laughs> oh, the, I'll say this about this. This, as I've said before, Pinewood, best technicians in the world. Mm. The bloke who did the production design for this. <laughs> did you look him up? No. Two Academy Award nominations no, he had. Not it, like 10 years before this. Mm. It's just a different system in Britain back then. And it, I have to say, it looks broadly fine. Yeah, and apparently yeah. The, all, the, all the toilet factory stuff and outside of it is the Pinewood wood, Woodshed. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, the timber yard. But it's really hard with this film to sort of discuss any discernible plot because there sort of isn't Well, we're getting into a bit of it now because... Yes, yeah, so we get a touch. There's, there's a bit of mention because... Boggs Jr. comes in, Mr. Lewis, they call him. Yes, he's young Mr. Boggs. Um, he's a Nepo baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he he wants to get into B days because he sees it as the way of the future. Yeah, Ken's not having it. Oh, and Just he's got disgusting. That... I do hope he got to keep that portrait above the fireplace. That was him. They've made him look like an old bald man with yeah. whiskers. It's really good. And he, he won't have it because he thinks it's disgusting. Yeah. Also, Sid doesn't know what it even is. I'm like, hang oh, on, how long have you been working? He thinks he's years, washing apparently. your feet. He thinks he's washing your feet. Hmm. But there's a really map, I don't know if you noticed it, at exactly um, 7 minutes 59 seconds in, hmm. where that, this is the very scene, but um, and Charlie Hawtrey says um he says mr boggs sat on it um oh yeah yeah he's he, he yeah he just says that but right after that you could it's a really weird little edit point you just hear really quietly someone just go honestly please go back at 0759 all you hear after charlie's finished his line is and i thought we were going to include a b-day in our new range oh yes i designed one but Mr. Bog sat on it. It just, it's obviously they cut a line and they've just yes. done a weird edit. So all you hear is... <laughs> um, yeah, but the thing about this film is, is you've got two to three carry-on regulars missing, but you don't really notice, apart from Kenneth Cope sticking out. Yes, there. and you've got lots of newbies. Yeah. Or they're just going to be... Mm. So they're mainly the young people, though, aren't they, really? Yes, yeah. Yeah, because you've got no Kenneth Connor, no Babs... No, no Babs this time. Uh, no Terry Scott, hopefully. Terry no. Scott got cut, apparently. Oh, really? He's really? in the two and a half hour edit, yeah. Oh, my God. That's good. I never really Jeez. liked him in Carry On. Anyway, so 
They go down to the warehouse floor and the tea lady, Myrtle, who's Sid's daughter, she's doing... They're not doing tea on the floor anymore. Apparently that's been pulled. So Vic so, says... That's it. No more floor service. Diabolical <laughs> liberty. So he confronts young Mr. Boggs about the new tea rule. And he says, according to my nookie rule book, which is the National Union for Chinaware Employees. Yeah. Which would be noose. No, no, it's NU. No, wait, it's it's uh, National Union for Chinaware Industry. Oh, is it industry? Yeah. yeah. So it has, ah, okay. Or it, it doesn't... Yeah, and, still and the only joke about that is they allude about, well, you know what you could do with it? You could wipe your ass with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it'd be a good scene here if they got, they, they all bent over Vic and, and just fed each page of it up his bum. <laughs> That'd be a good scene. With them occasionally going, oh, he's going up his bum. Ooh, and him just crying. Yeah. God. Uh, anyway, and then, that doesn't And happen. then we cut to the one that I love. Just Sid and Hattie at home. It's mm, brilliant. Mm. They they're just so funny together. I, I love these scenes. Love it. I do. They're, and apparently, for some reason, they'd gone. Sid went too far being a dirty old man in Carry On Henry, mm. and because he, um, ca- um, Man of the House was out by now, they bless went for let's go for that. Bless his house. Sorry, mm. um, bless his house is um, more of a. Uh, it was a slightly gentler version of Sid, and they went for that. He's not. In fact, that's the weird thing. Even though he's do, he's trying to get laid in this, hmm. it's in a very maudlin way. Yes, yeah. And the rest absolutely. of the time, he's just good old Sid with a bookie and a parakeet. It's brilliant. So he goes home, and obviously, he's sort of him and his wife are just there's no spark anymore. Mm. <laughs> and she, I think she's brilliant in this. Well, he drop, he first drops Joan home and smacks her bum. Smacks her bum of in course. front of her husband Fred, played by Bill Maynard. Bill Maynard, who's like a sort of really uptight. I'm pretty husband sure who doesn't sexually fulfil her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bill Maynard plays the same part in the Confessions films as Robin Asquith's dad. Yes, I think he probably does. I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same glasses. And he's and very he's always saying to his wife, I, "Well, I see what you wear. You're flaunting it and yeah. disgusting what you're doing." Yeah. He sits on him and he's like, "Oh God, I can't do that again. Not with my knees." And all that. Mm. Shit. He's getting proper cucked. Yes, he really is. Uh, yeah, as you say, Sid goes home to Hattie. She's done no housework. And she's just talking to her budgie. Say, hello, mummy. Hello, mummy. <laughs> Fucking love this. It's brilliant. All of it's it. All brilliant. those little scenes together are absolutely amazing. And when she leaves the room, Sid says to the bird, she spoils you to budgery. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and he bought, he's bought the bird a honey ring. I love that. What you, what's that then? That's a honey ring. Would you give me I only bought him a honey ring. It's just been really like I've done something nice. If I if I thought it would kill him, I'd have bought loads ages ago and given them to you. Yes, I know I would have bought loads and given them to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the fact that like he's like once for dinner. She's like I don't know I've done anything. He's like God blimey, it's just nothing to eat and the place is shit. Yeah. She doesn't clean. Yeah, she just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And when he says he was going to tidy up the table, he literally just picks up the tablecloth, wraps it up. And she has you want me to clean it up? Yeah. No, I'll manage. So it on the sofa. <laughs> I'll manage. The way he says, I'll manage. Then thumps it on the sofa. And she doesn't give a shit. And then, yeah, Bill Maynard says to Joan Sims, that, that Sid's after you. Yeah, exactly. I've seen the way he looks at you. I'm a salesman. I've been all over the world and I've seen when people want a bit. I mean, when other people want a bit. All that, etc. Then Vic and Vic drops. Uh, sorry, uh, Bernie drops Vic home on his motorbike, and this set. If you, if you don't, apparently it was the set that had been put up earlier that year 
for the private life of Sherlock Holmes. Oh my god. So it looks well, all Billy Victorian. Wilder. Yes. That's a funny looking set. The set was we... still up, so they were like, well, we'll use that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I didn't know that. And we get to see the amazing, I love her, Rennie Houston. Yes. She's Mrs. Spanner. <laughs> Now, she's she's brilliant. absolutely brilliant in this. Where did this woman come from? What else would I have seen this lady in? Oh, she's been in quite a few weird little bits and bobs. Um, and in this, she does what Irene Handel always used to do, um, where she's all like a, a battle axe until mm. someone appears, and then she's all, oh, how'd you do, don't you know, and all mm. that, mm. <laughs> which I also, love. Also, the woman next door is played by the woman who played Charles Autry's mum in Carrie Yes, yes right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she basically says something like, why don't you fuck off or something? Yeah. Why are you in this film, you shit? You're shit, Kenneth Cope. You're shit. All right, all right, that's enough. You're shit. So Kenneth loses his mum, and his mum absolutely hates him. Yeah, she gives him an old sausage and some salad. Cold sausage salad. But now Mm. we find out that Mr. Coots, Charlie Hodge, is also staying there. He's a lodger. Why? He's a lodger there, and he gets a lovely big steak and kidney pie. A lovely steak and kidney pie. Oh, you do spoil me. (laughs) I'm confused by this. Mm. I mean, Ah. I I don't know what was going on with the economy in this particular but he's... Mm. This man has got an executive design position. He's basically the John Ive from Apple of shitters. Yes. yes. He's having a rent, a spare room in an old Billy Wilder set. Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's obviously a backstory that they never, you know, like literally he's just like got divorced. I reckon, he's divorced. Like, I reckon he's like Christy from 10 Brillington Place. I think he's doing, <laughs> doing backstreet abortions and murdering women. He's removing women's rectums. Yeah. Oh, or he's just secretly making B-Days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but one of the two human flesh. He's, he's, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, walking up and down in front of the mirror that's saying, "Wash your bum in me." I'd wash my bum in me. <laughs> Going, she she puts a lotion in the basket. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got fucking Joan Bakewell down the bottom of a well. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the hope this this setup that. Oh, She's running wonderful. a boarding house since, since since her stupid husband passed away. Mm. She hates her son because he's a he's a layabout and constantly on strike. He's a layabout socialist, yeah. Yeah, and mm. she's always like, oh, Mr. Coots, how did you do? And then you sort of don't quite get it. And then a bit later on, they're, oh, right, I think they're sort of having a love affair. They're having sex together, yeah. Having, they're they? strip poker. Well, yeah, because they... she talks about marriage at one point. But and this he is just a carry-on film. I know, but I think she's talking about marriage. He's not sure. It's the, it's the, us- the thing about Charles Hawtrey is... He's always got a relationship with women, but it's and it's vaguely sexual. But in this, he's just playing strip poker, like a carry-on mm. broad. He was just jumping over women's backs, and that was it yeah. for him. That was enough for him. He could just be like playing fucking buckaroo with her, and it's enough. She's like, "Do you want to get married?" No, I just want another give a buckaroo. Yeah, I'm Charles Hawtrey. I think you. him seeing her in her nighty is the equivalent to like us having a big orgy. Got you. Well, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm not sure it's sexual for him. It's like, oh, I'll have a look at her in the night. You know, I don't think he's getting anything from it. He's just enjoying the game of poker. Yeah. It's just, clearly, he hasn't got much money for whatever reason. Otherwise, he wouldn't be living in a okay. tenement building. He's not very good at it because he's, he's in his pants in a minute, isn't he? Well, yeah, he's not, yeah, exactly, yeah. It looks like a fucking... It looks like someone's grabbed a pigeon and put a pair of underpants on him and walked into I, a front I door. have to say, I, I far be it for me to body shim anyone, but when Charles Audrey walks at the door with his top off, I did out loud say, ah, oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> All I think of is that picture of him when his flat burnt down when he was living in oh, Rye, no, God, yeah. the fireman's carrying him out and he looks like I don't know what he looks like. He hasn't got his toupee on oh, and no. he hasn't got his teeth in. No, he looks And he just looks like a ball cock with tiny little feet. Yeah, he does. He looks like a trigger's broom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his relationship with, with Mrs. Spider is very odd and then 
for some reason, I can't even remember how but how Vic gets his trousers ripped off, but he does. He tells Bernie to follow, because they're following Myrtle, who's going on a date with young Mr. Boggs. He's on the back of Bernie's bike, and he says, follow that bike, and as Bernie drives off... Well, who is the young Mr. Boggs actor? Oh, oh uh, Patrick uh, Callahan, I think. Yeah, he's he... in a couple of carry-ons. Mm. He really annoys me mm. in this. I can't quantify why. It's because he's so sexy and with it. Mm. Swinging. The, the character he plays is almost like I mean he's this he stalks Myrtle to the point of whatever and he's trying to hoodwink her into sex. He's and then all he does later on he goes, Oh, can you marry me? And then then he's fine again. Yeah. He's all he fine. He literally now. follows her when follows she's on a her date. everywhere. Like but but, but but not follows her from afar. He's just like two foot from her, just staring two at her. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> at all and, times. And that's fine. Yeah, that's a different fine. time, Paul. Yeah, different time. Different mm. Can you imagine if years from now uh, the only historical record of Britain in the 60s and the 70s carry on. the carry-on films. And they do like a Jorvik Viking centre for Britain in the 20th century. <laughs> and it's just what they gleaned from these. <laughs> <laughs> so the buildings are a big pair of Babs's tits. Yeah. Everyone That's lived in one of these. That's the only thing left. Mm. Everyone the had to ejaculate every six minutes, otherwise they'd die. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So he loses his trousers... Lucy Trezors runs home, sees his mum in, in her nighty. Well, before that, what's that, going on? Before that, Sid and Hattie find out that Joey, oh. the, the budgie, can predict winning horse races from the past. <laughs> I love that this. Mm. It's the sitcom B story of the week, and it's a, this is a feature film. They got this is what? How this does this it. relate to the theme of the movie? It doesn't really. But it's the strongest plot. It, it is, is the strongest plot. It has an arc. It does have an arc. Yeah. But it's, I just think it's so funny because she, mm. she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing me bedding. And she's like, you've never won a thing. And he goes, I've got a system. Mm. She's never worked. And then he reads them and the, the little bunny goes, beep, beep, beep. Why do I get the feeling that when Sid unpacks his racing post and a massive fucking fat book of I don't know what, but that's <laughs> pure method acting because he was... A oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Degenerate yeah. gambler, wasn't he? Sid he Jones? was a massive degenerate gambler, so mm. that he was doing that on set. Well, again, mm. like like a lot of the carry-on films, they just fold in who they are into them. Yeah. So he becomes Sid Boozy all the time, and they just yeah. let Charles be drunk on set because they just go, "Well, that's your character anyway, Charlie." So. He reads a horse called Cleopatra. Cleopatra. <laughs> Cleopatra. Cleopatra. So then they come up to the. So he keeps reading them, and the mm. bird keeps whistling. And then every time he checks the yesterday's post, the bird has whistled at the appropriate horse that's won. Amazing. So then he I gets do quite idea. like that joke that she says he must have read him in the paper. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he exactly. must have, like, <laughs> yeah, he must have read him in the paper. <laughs> well, he does have paper in his cage. Exactly. It's established. So and when you upset him, you get a little. <laughs> yeah, he does a little. He, he does, does, little does Does little poo. Yeah. Um, but it, so anyway, so then Sid decides, all right, well, I'll read you what's. He goes. What time is it? Oh, I could just make the four o'clock. Hmm. So he reads out all the things and, and the buddy goes, beep, 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 beep. And he goes, right, I'm going to give that a go. And of course he wins. <laughs> but there's an amazing bit where he says before he leaves, if, 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 you, don't, if, was it? if, if you mess me around, I'm going to wring your bloody neck. Yeah. <laughs> and as he walks out, I love this is the best delivery of a line. Yeah. He goes, don't you worry, mummy will wring daddy's bloody neck. <laughs> and, and she totally would as well. Yeah, Can you really imagine if would. Sid got in a fight with Hattie? He's not winning that. No, no, no. no. She, she's literally like one ham fist whack and he's, he's out. She would just smash his face into a pulp. She burst his balls yeah. just by squeezing them. <laughs> Somehow she'd fold him up so he also fit in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird squashed Sid in a cage. Yeah. It's like a pack of corned beef with Sid James's nose. 
Cold beef. So, oh, so Vic, Vic and Bernie follow young Mr. Boggs and Myrtle to have dinner. Yes. Oh no, sorry. First they go to the no, cinema. No, first they go to the cinema to watch dirty movies. To watch oh the yeah, Glory of Love. He's I got great, a couple though, of questions he? about this mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. This film you're about to see is genuine, <laughs> yeah. and he gets all hot under the collar, and he's a mm-hmm. I don't, do you know what I looked up who that was because in my head for some he's reason in loads of stuff. He's in loads of stuff, but then he yeah. had Harold Pinter, and in my head, Harold Pinter did a cameo with Carry On Up Your Convenience. <laughs> I don't know why when I was 10 I even knew who Harold Pinter was, but I was like, I think that's Harold fucking Pinter. Anyway, I looked him it's up a really, It's a really funny performance. I really like it. The film you're about to see is about natural activities that people get up to in the nude. <laughs> this, this, oh, actually, I was going to ask this, because before that, there's the, uh, there's the... African tribal video, oh, yeah, yeah, and I was wondering, did did they film that or did yeah. they buy that in? I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I love the fact that the presenter they're sort of making a casserole or something. Yeah, yeah, they just <laughs> we now leave, but they're making a traditional cat. You know what? They definitely made it because it's genuinely just British food. Yeah, with yes. an African set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not sensitively handled. Um, and this is but the sort of second time that Carrie and I've done this sort of scene because um, it's in camping yeah, as well, camping. isn't it? Yeah, with the they, they go they go to see a dirty film and the women. But you all see of everything in that one. Yeah. This yeah, one the... it cuts away, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> to, Bernie, to, it cuts away Bernie back to the presenter. They cut back to the presenter block who I thought was Arrow Pinner, and he's undoing his collar and like good. Yeah, and it's like he's he's not watching the film along with <laughs> us. That's not how. <laughs> pro- yeah, the film is live in front of him. He's on Twitch. And even if he was, he's supposed to be a man of science. He's not yeah. like, oh, fucking hell. Also, I, I, even if he was, he's staring out of the screen, which yeah. meant they're behind him. <laughs> exactly. And he's, just think, he's not thinking like that. That sounded filthy. <laughs> of course, when he sat down, he's Harold Harperpinter. <laughs> so Myrtle gets all offended that, oh, you, you, all you men are the same as she runs off. She leaves, and then Vic says to Bernie, we got to go. And Bernie's like, oh, why do I we want, have to go? And he's like, where oh, did you go? I want to have a wank. I wanted to wank <laughs> off, Vic. Oh. I wanted to wank off on people. Oh. Well, you can't do that, so you need to hit your head on the exit sign because that's the only funny bit in this Look, scene. You come in and hit it, go out and hit it. Classic. Yeah. They should have gone for the rule of three when he leaves, a big exit sign falls on him and kills him. <laughs> Kills him. Yeah. No, big exercise falls and he fucks it. <laughs> and then when he's finished, it's his entrance. Yeah, he has a little baby. He has a little baby entrance. Yeah. <laughs> baby well, I love it. So, yeah. so again, the... <laughs> oh god! Oh my word! <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So then Sid bets on Joey's tips and wins. Wins. Brilliant. Vic and Bernie follow Young Boggs and Myrtle and then literally stand up against the glass and watch them having dinner. First, and they're, and they're having the, dinner the name in, of the, like the British equivalent of Hooters. Yeah, yeah. Playboy line, Club. Oh, is that the Red Line? I thought it was the Whippet Inn. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. The Whippet Inn, but which is which is also like a knocking shop, but where you have dinner. Yeah, it's the Whippet Inn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was basically the Playboy Club, isn't it? With Playboy Club. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think that building where they filmed there is the commissary at Pinewood, which is the bit at the start of Russia with Love. Yeah, I think oh you're my right. God. Yeah. Where, where I used to have lunch the three days I worked there. Yeah, and it, it's weird how maybe they got away with Lich because they, they are they are dressed as Playboy bunnies, aren't they? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder if that if you know it, it, if it's carry on, it should have been called like pigs. Well, you know, <laughs> they've all got snouts, and <laughs> you know, with carry on, they'd have made, they'd have changed well, one, beavers. They'd call it one tiny detail, like with Emmanuel putting the extra N in. Yes, they've probably exactly. got two little studs in the in the um, the things on your wrist instead of one. Or they've got big hairy fanny sticking out, something like that. Some, something like that, yeah. yeah. Oh no, they've got the ears, but it's come out their knickers. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, but Bog says to Myrtle, "Well, can we just be good friends then?" And she's like, "Yeah, all right." And they go dancing, and then is it Julian Holloway? It's Julian Holloway. Julian Holloway. He's like, "Who I didn't realize was Roald Dahl's son-in-law." Wow, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Uh, he's like, well, old man, uh, the, the, the flat you wanted's available, so all good for you going to shag your young filly. And she's like, oh, how dare you? Mm. And goes to run away, but her dress gets ripped off. Oh, unbelievable. And so she's down in knickers there. Oh! Uh, and know. all the men start masturbating. Yeah. All the men immediately yeah. come their lives away. <laughs> the major is like, and uh, just, just show you to your table and oh, oh. Literally, there's now nine foot of liquid cum filling yeah. the building yeah. and there's full of ghosts hovering it's over like the corpses. It's the end of a goodies episode. You see a little miniature of the building with just like loads of marshmallows. Being <laughs> shaving fruit, out, shaving cream Shaving foam getting out, pumped yeah. out of the windows. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh. <laughs> so Sid turns up to work the next day with a new bloody car. Immediate new car. And then young Mr. Boggs comes in to see Mr. Boggs and said, well, I've had an order for a thousand B-days from a um, a king from a country... Avonibble. No, no, no. Avonibble, that's, that's no, it. No, Ab- the festival. Sorry. The Feast oh, of Avonibble. Right. Yeah, the Feast yeah. of Avonibble. Uh, and Ken- <laughs> W.C. Boggs is not interested until he tells him it's a, a £19,000 order, which in those days... £19,000. Well, it's 19 quid a... Uh, there was a £19,000 note... And it's the size of Bristol. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it had Peggy Mount on the front. That's right. <laughs> and on the back, it was Peggy's husband. <laughs> um, 
So yeah. he's sort of tempted, isn't he? Oh, very tempted. And we need to get this order because the sheik of whatever the country's called. Mm. I wonder. Needs, I'd love to know. Needs the bidets for all his wives for the festival of Avon Nibble. Yeah. Where What's he the backstory? Why does he hate bidets so much? It's, it's not. It's it's not traditional. They only do. It's, it's disgusting and like, it's foreign. It's like isn't it? Emmanuel is like oh, it's a blood curdling scream because he used it once and it took away his junk or something. Mm, yeah, something like that. It's just yeah. it's filthy and it's rude and it's disgusting. Like, yet, you, they live in a world where everything area. is an yeah. innuendo anyway, so I don't quite get why they would the take bank, to it. The bank won't give him a loan. No, he needs a thousand they, quid. This really annoys me because yeah. the thing is, he's got a contract with the Avenible people. Yeah. Right, or whatever the country is, you got. Listen, I'm good for it. This yeah. is this is a bridging loan. Sorry to get you know, but it's a mm. bridging loan. They would yeah. give it. Yeah, they're going to pay nineteen thousand pounds on delivery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is also ongoing concerns for decades. Yeah, and also this world, everyone that we meet is somehow involved in this company, the Boggs, because Bill Maynard is now the rep for them. Oh yes, yeah. he's a sales rep. Everyone. Yeah. So in this, if it's set in London, everyone in London works somehow mm. for toilets. <laughs> and Bill Maynard during the war was injured and W.C. Boggs arranged for his genitals and bum to be replaced with toilets. That's right. <laughs> Which is very kind of him to do that. Very kind. Yeah. <laughs> He's got two urinals yeah. for bum cheeks. This yes. is the, this is the cut scene with Terry Scott where he installs his a toilet instead of a rectum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and goes, yeah. "Oh, you look lovely. I could piss in you. He said, what? <laughs> Bill made that horrible. <laughs> Disgusted. Just don't say that. Um, so yeah, yeah, Sid's like. How that'd much be an amazing need? Tinder profile, by the way. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You Sid's like, like, like how much do you need? I, I can help the failing company. I'm mm. really flush. I've got <laughs> a thousand pounds here in my pocket. Um, so then Sid goes home and he gets all of the money together. And this is why I don't get. He needs a thousand quid. Uh, I love. I love. I love when he gets back home. The home is oh. all now gaudy and mad because so he spent gaudy. all the money. Like the budgie was just in a normal cage. Now it's on a big plinth <laughs> <laughs> with a lid on it, and, and there's everything like carriage is really, lamps all over the wall. It's yeah. just the funniest sight gag. Mm. They just he's just spent shit loads of money on and he's crap, going around the room opening books, opening matchbooks, and all sorts, and just he's even got money. money. He's even got money in his lamp. Yeah, <laughs> and he takes them to his bookie. And he reads out all the the horses that are racing, and Sweet Sue gets a. Sweet Sue, right? So he wins a thousand and twenty six quid. Good God! And his bookie Benny says, "Ah, oh, oh, no, dear. I'm not having you anymore. I'm a Jewish stereotype bookie." Oh, I was going to say it's the most stereotypical Jewish performance, mm. isn't it? Um, you, you're losing me thousands of pounds already. Yeah, losing all me shekels. Yeah. <laughs> he says you can't place bets with us anymore. And if I was said, I'd be like, "Well, fine, I'll get another one." Well, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't exactly. use that's it. Yeah. You were the only gambling <laughs> business in the land. Because mm. the only other shops in this in this town are just obviously places where you buy toilets. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, yeah. You yeah. know this is just yeah. this town is just nineteen different shops yeah. for shitters. And, and, and if one I was bookie. Sid, I'd go, okay, I'll just go to another bookies. If yeah. I'll go to all the bookies and just keep doing this until I'm a billionaire. Exactly. And then I'll build a massive Jones Sims. Yeah. Wank on it <laughs> all year. <laughs> and then live in it. I'm just going up to the Jones Sims. I'll be back at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Are you coming into the Jones Sims where you can use the back entrance? You could, you could pack a little thermos and a lunchbox and just walk all the way to the top. <laughs> a huge like... statue of Jones Sims which he wanks inside. Because <laughs> that was one his dream. Day, one day, New Year's Eve, the Ghostbusters take it over and it wanders through slough. <laughs> 
Yeah, basically, Sid says to Bernie, don't think about Jones Sims. He goes, oh, can't help you. <laughs> suddenly, every there's a time, massive Jones Sims. <laughs> every time we shoot this slime, it comes to life because of our emotions. Yep, that, that yeah, sounds about it. right. Yeah. I keep thinking about her in her knickers. Oh, no. <laughs> Nude Jones Sims wandering down. <laughs> Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> so Vic isn't happy with the new B Day design because Charles Autry has come up with an idea to reduce costs. Oh yes. God! Which is one tap forwards for for hot, yeah, backwards which, for cold, and which makes twizzling. perfect sense. Mm. So Vic says this isn't good because we've got two people oh, who this is, do he's different jobs. so fucking jobs. tedious in this. I would just say, will you fuck off? I'd fire him on the spot, right? Yeah, now. I'd fire him. You are fired. Yeah. Why? For being a fucking mealy mouthed little Trotsky cunt. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not happy because he says there's two men are doing the same job <sighs> who, who have got different jobs. And then Sid James goes, well, why don't one do, why don't they help each other? One does the bit they do. Yeah, and he does Sid comes bit. up with a perfectly reasonable solution he goes well one owns that and the other does it and the other one and he's like no we don't do that everybody out and then there's a picket line and then when they're in, Mr Boggs is looking at this in his office and then Miss Withering declares her love for him yeah 30 years she's worked for him mm. and he's never even given her so much as a backwards glance Aww. and she loves him and he's like oh no no not for me no I mean if you take all the women <laughs> in this world I mean at his level he's not going to yes. get it on with Myrtle is he no. He's not going to get it on with who Bernie gets it on with later. I think Miss Withering's a very, very good choice. Yeah, and also, as we find out later, she is a, literally a sultry, steaming pile of lust. Oh. With that said, we're talking about Kenneth Williams here. Mm. Yeah, that's true. She's not getting There's much out of this deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God. That is true. Like fucking riding Tutankhamun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've now seen him with his clothes off. She's mm. got a rough end of the deal there. She has, yeah. He's a little bony bumba blur. <laughs> Oh, Horrible Christ. thought. So, so he's all like, "Oh no, I possibly couldn't." And then they hear a bit of noise, and they yeah. go, oh, "Maybe they're all coming back." And then says, "No, they're not. They're out for the works outing." Now, if this was me, I would have gone downstairs yeah. and say, "You want a fucking works outing, do yeah. you? <laughs> you can fuck off." Yeah, you will stay you're on home. strike. I'm going on the works outing on my own. Yeah. Did <laughs> oh, yeah. Sid James walk in on? Uh, Kenneth Williams and and his secretary at one point. Yeah, she's grabbed. Yeah. She's she's sort of clasping him, and he's like, she's "Did I interrupt?" Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm just asking this. He Sid says, "I think he says, go blimey, talk about the power game." Oh yeah. And I don't know. I was just wondering if you had any idea what that was. No, no, no it's, nah, it could have been anything in it. Just for it's 1972. Just, it's, it's just anything. You could say, "Bloody hell, talk about." A squirrel near a climbing fence. <laughs> like, say anything a, at that point. It was a last-minute ADR because he originally walked in and said, "Go on, come in her face." <laughs> yeah, he originally said, "Go, you're having a blowy, are you?" Well, I mean, <laughs> that'll clear up your skin. That'll yeah. clean up your sinuses. <laughs> Go on, do a dump on her. Oh, sick. <laughs> then he, he turns around, drops his trousers, and farts his pipe across the room. <laughs> <laughs> And, goes, and it's carry on so it goes yeah <laughs> flies, flies out the window lands in a vicar's mouth and goes yeah because <laughs> <laughs> he's got a poo pipe <laughs> he's got a poo pipe yeah it's, it's giving him a lovely little ch- uh, sort of licorice all sort moustache as well yeah he's got a little <laughs> and he goes and then suddenly god's hand comes down because terry gilliam's got involved and yeah. it picks up the poo pipe and goes yeah. i see what you mean and then slaps the vicar twice on the face. Slaps the vicar twice, but his yeah. head comes off because God's hand is huge. And then he and then the head rose back into the. Yeah. <laughs> his head rose into the into the into the bead. Yeah. And Charles Autry goes, "Oh hello, oh hello," at it. Yeah. 
And the vicar can't say anything because he's dead. Because he's dead. Like, he's just just wandering around blood everywhere. If if someone can do a... We showed an AI every episode of... Every movie of Carry On, and this yeah. is what it came up with, it would just be you two. Yeah. That'd be it would just, the things, but, you could do that. Hmm. I'd yes. love, to, I'd love then, to see your Carry On but, film. But weirdly, this Carry On, if you sort of look at the structure and the meter of the whole thing, it's almost like it's been written by a bot. It's so mad. Yes. And then that does not work. Yeah. And a budgie finds horses, and then now mm. they go on coach for holiday. Back now, and it's just like, what is happening in this film? Well, that's what's interesting about this is they go on a, they go on a, um, what's it called? I was going to say bungle. It's not a bungle, is it? Well, they all go on a coach to Brighton. Yeah, they go on a Beano. Beano, thank you. Yeah. Uh, they is that ride a on bungle. Yeah, they go on a Beano. Yeah. I've never heard that phrase before in my life. In I, th- I think I think it's an Essex term. We're yeah. off on a Beano. Oh, right. Yeah. And um, the reason they did this, this and Carry On Girls, is that Dora Bryan, right. who was a Carry On actor, yes. I think she was only in one, maybe, but she was a friend of Peter Rogers. She owned a hotel in Brighton. Oh, my God. So that's where they went. So she, they, they'd obviously, she'd obviously do them a deal. I'm loving all these facts that you boys are coming up with in this mm-hmm. one. This is amazing. Um, so they don't stay very long in Brighton in this, but what they do is, I mean, as someone who's lived in Brighton for a long time, yeah, it's fun seeing how Brighton looked in 1971. About the same. About the same. I was going to say, it's roughly the same. <laughs> I mean, and, one, pe- and, one peer more. And Vic Spanner's trying to be all cocky in front of Murta go, oh, yeah, well, you know, when I get down there, there there'll always be a spare. Mm. And then it should really cut to Brighton because everyone is gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But young Mr. Boggs is following along the coach because he's, as we said earlier, stalking Myrtle. He's literally just screaming at her for her mm. attention in a car just driving next to the fucking coach. It's like, this is stalking at the, at the weirdest level. <laughs> but I tell you what, they go to the hotel, there's no food. Oh, bloody hell, I'm starving. No, tell you why, all the kitchen staff have bloody gone on strike. Bloody yeah. unions. Oh, I mean, Vic doesn't say. like that at all, does he? You know, Vic says, Vic should tear up his little red book at this point and say, Fuck this and start wanking. Yeah, and then Sid sort of alludes and says, "You two-faced prick." Yeah. To him. Yeah. And then, but Ken goes, "Don't worry, let's all get pissed instead." Yeah, because that's what he said when he when he went down <laughs> to get in the coach. I'm gonna go and get plastered, he said. And he does drunk really well. No. Who, who does? I think he's really Ken. funny. Uh, Ken. I think mm. he's yeah, really yeah. funny being being drunk and giddy. Because we get the scene where they all go and get pissed, as you say, and then Sid goes in to look at a fortune teller, but she's out. So he puts on her clothes and makeup. This is the most frightening thing. She yeah, looks so like the weird. fucking doll from Saw. Again, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. like AI, isn't it? This is like Sid goes in, puts on makeup and hat. Is yeah. unrecognised. Yeah. yeah. Sudden, suddenly there is a predator in the tent. <laughs> it's like, he just looks literally like the doll in Saw. He's like, it's like fucking hell. But he says, he says to Ken that there's someone who loves him and then she's been close to him for years. Yeah. And, and Ken runs off. This is actually very sweet that Sid is doing this. Mm. Yes, yeah, set him up. yeah. Him and Joan set it up like they're trying to do a nice thing and get two people together. Mm. Is it's that, quite I would, nice. <laughs> in a slightly less nice bit, is it before or after this? That, uh, well, everything eating... else that's going around it is horrible. Uh, yeah, if there's a Marcus bit where... has been stalked all mm. the time. Mm. She, she's um, Ken and Patty Roller eating Winkles, and she <laughs> says, I've heard shellfish do something, do strange yeah, things yeah. in Randy, a sex Randy, way. And Randy. Kenneth Williams says, Really, let's watch them for a bit. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then they just <laughs> look into a cup of Winkles to see if they fuck. If they're fucking, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, of course. I think and we also, should at this point have Terminator vision, like in the Terminator film, <laughs> where you just see what they're thinking, and it's like horny, horny tits, fannies, bumholes. Also, I have to say, Myrtle is being an absolute bitch in this. Yeah, because she's leading Vic along just to annoy, just to annoy Mr. Boggs, and that's horrible. She and she hates him because she's always like when he's not looking at her, just going, "I'll piss off." But she's like, "No, I'll just use him." Well, she goes down the hill to skelter with him, and he's like, "Hey!" And they get to the bottom, and she's like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Yeah, and Bernie somehow has found like a Swedish, a Swedish au pair. Yeah. And she's like, would you like me to touch your winky? Because later on, Bernie takes his helmet off, not like that. And he's just got, he's got like wings for hair because he's bald in the middle and he's got the side bit. And they like sprout out like he's an angel. fly off. Yeah. That would be amazing if he fly off the pier. Yeah, it goes off like Concord. It turns out he's like wings of desire. He's one of the angels. But yeah, Bernie's done very well. Oh, bloody hell, is he? Yeah. And he, and also he cops off with her in the ghost train. He's, oh. he, he's in like he's, he's and on the coach home he's got his arm around her and she's loving it. Yeah, she's loving him. Oh, I want, I want to see a couple of them as well. Whoever this lady is, hmm? she was, was she in Carry On Girls. Yeah, well, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's in a couple. Yeah, I yeah. kept as a kid. I used to think she looked like the drummer from um, the band, the Muppet <laughs> Band. Coming? Oh, Animal. No, anim- no, 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 not the Janice. Janice from the Animals Band, yeah. Yes. Mr. Teeth's beard. Yeah. Dr. That's Teeth's all I could see when I looked at it. Yeah. I always assumed Dr. Teeth was gay and Janice was his beard. Or Janice might have been with Floyd, who was the... Whoa, whoa, player. whoa. This has opened up a whole thing in you, man. This, you just did fan fiction, then. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Well, I've always assumed it. Because I always assumed Dr. Teeth is gay. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Oh, my God. Also, you, I, I love when they're coming down in the coach and Bernie's talking to his latest squeeze and she's on the back seat and literally your knockers are just wobbling up and down. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. such a stupid yeah. thing. But. <laughs> they should have had Bernie eating a jelly. That would be Yeah, funny. exactly. Yeah, all <laughs> spilling out his mouth. Yeah. And he'd have been looking at the jelly on her and just going, things, her tits are, said to the screen, her tits are wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> Must put my dick in the sea. <laughs> That's better. Well, we get the comedy fast motion on the way home. Brilliant. People going for a piss in the woods. Yeah. Well, they go to well, all the pubs, don't they? They go yeah. to all the pubs, which I looked up. I'd l- one time, if we have the time and the money, we should do a road trip that's just at all these oh pubs. Because they're all real. That you can do best. a tour, actually. Are they all quite nearby each other? I suppose yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Valerie Leon herself does carry on tours. There you go. That's right. Yeah. That. So the pubs are the Red Lion, the King's Head. Um, there's the, the Trent Man in Inn. Space is the last one yeah. with a really cool logo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they and now they've got beer in the boot as well. They got loads of cans. Oh yeah, they get they go and get the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a lovely fast forward where they all go for a tinkle. And or oh. let's face it, some of them might have had a shit. Some of them might have had a dump <laughs> in front of each other. I think I'd also, like to know which ones did go for a dump. I would really like to have that. In fact, there should have been a scene where they all come back on the yeah, coach insane. and the driver just goes, shit or piss? And they yeah. have to say, piss. He goes, right, piss. And he writes it down in his book. Well, yeah. I've got to know because I've got a shit. submit a chitty, you see. Yeah. Or, or I've got to keep... Like, Unlike like, you lot, I've got to keep a log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which would have been that joke, yeah. And yeah. he's like, did you all have a nice shit and a piss? And they go, what did you do? I had a wank. Yeah. Oh, I figured out the big folder for that. Someone just goes, I murdered a boy. What? <laughs> it fast forward. Yeah. It's a fast yeah. forward throttle. 
Kid that'd, in the blue be, face. That, that'd be amazing. That'd be Charlie Hawtrey. Charlie Hawtrey's just murdered someone in this scene. Does anyone want to buy a BMX? They don't want to play conkers. Oh, they're testicles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> oh god. So this whole this whole bit is like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of the film. It's, it's they've just inserted it because they like we we've got nothing else. So yeah, well, also they all, we go on say, a, they all go on a trip. <laughs> we alluded to it earlier, but she goes on. Myrtle goes on the ghost train with Vic. Yeah. Um, young Mr. Boggs runs into the ghost train. He has a word, doesn't he? So he does that. If I slip your fiver, can I mm. go in and kidnap her, please? Because that's yeah. what exactly what he does. He kidnaps her. And he says to Myrtle, "This paper is a proposal of marriage." Which I've never heard of. No, exactly. What? Like it's a license you get down the local council office. How can you do May that I get a marriage paper? Consent? Exactly. <laughs> I would like to marry this pot plant. Exactly. <laughs> There's no consent in this film anyway. Clearly, we've no. seen all that. Jesus. No. Uh, and she's and like, oh. Yeah, I don't understand that. And then she melts. Like, oh, I love you now. And then Vic comes out and goes, "What's going on? This girl's been my pretending to be my giving me a girlfriend experience. I haven't even paid for it." And then young Mister Bog says, "Right, let's settle this." And fucking beats him up, and he and he falls on top of Bernie's ghost train where he's getting off with that other girl. Yeah. And as they come out, he's literally flayed on top of them. Yeah. There's that horrible bit when he's being hit. They keep cutting it to the creatures in the ghost train. <laughs> and it's just utterly insane. <laughs> yeah, he's been knocked out. Yeah. Jesus. And then W.C. Boggs has become intoxicated. He's very drunk now. Very drunk. And he ends up going home with Miss Withering. Miss Withering takes him home. Oh. So she wakes him up in the morning. Mr. Boggs. And he's all, what happened? She's like, oh, you don't know, do you? And then he's like... Oh, I haven't got any clothes on. She's like, no, I took them off. Why is this bed caked in spunk? <laughs> and and what's, what? where did this BMX come from? What did I do? Last? BMX come from this child's head. And why have you crocheted a dildo? Well. <laughs> You've got a lot of questions, but first of all, let's have some breakfast. No, no, answer my many questions. <laughs> no, 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 many questions first, please. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like Pat Patsy. This is really funny. It's oh. like, yeah, I might have sexually molested you and you don't yeah. know. That's a really horrible thought. Yeah. It's a bit Basically, of a if he was unconscious, she might have wanked him off to get mm. an erection and then raped him. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's not funny at all. No, it's, it must be like those films. I wonder if that's even start... possible. Where's that episode of Hollywood Science? It might be like that when they try and start a sop with camel. Throwing a toothpick down a bowling alley, but there you go. Um, anyway, so poor Odie's out. Oh god, I think Are you I've suggesting been that so- Miss Withering ain't yeah. got no tight pee. No, she's 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 fast and loose. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she's randy as hell. You know, he'd, he'd have to put it in sideways. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Kenny would fall in there, wouldn't he? Oh, right, hang on, this is getting far too filth now. Anyway. Like yeah, leave Patsy Rowland's vagina alone. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, bless her, R.I.P. Uh, rest in <laughs> pussy. Um, <laughs> so, young Mr. Boggs rings Kenneth Williams at work to say, <sighs> I've eloped and got married to Merkel. Yeah. And then Mr. Boggs suddenly goes, well, that's all right, because I've decided to take up the offer and sell. And you're like, hang on, yeah, what but... offer? This is the first time we've heard of this. Exactly, yeah. That and then you realise the stuff they cut out. Yeah, exactly. You realise yeah. an hour of the films would cut out. So, yeah. hence the. <laughs> <laughs> so Merle comes down and is like, "Make love to me or lose me." 
And he's like, well, we got to go back. we got to go back to the factory and save it. Mm. You're like, this, this, it's this a seven-hour drive away, away, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He said, we've been driving all night to get at this hotel. Why, weren't there any in Brighton, mate? Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You left I'm Brighton. so horny, I've got to drive seven hours into the sunset. We really have to <laughs> go to Inverness. That's a, that's a David Cronenberg film that is yet to be made. <laughs> I'm, I'm so horny, I have to drive to Gretna Green. <laughs> And I have to drive from my own penis, which is chasing me. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's mental. You're in yeah. Brighton. Stay there. No, yeah. no, we'll get in a car and we'll go to real. All right, then. <laughs> well, keeping it real. Keeping it real. Uh, yeah, so they go... Yeah, so he rushes Myrtle to get dressed. So there's picket lines again at the factory. Oh, and Vic's like, oh, well, you know, uh, no one's going to come to work today because can't remember why, the B-days or whatever. And all the other workers are like, we just want to go to work, Vic. Yeah, we've had enough. Come on. Yeah, he's one of he's them, also course, arming is... them all. He says, things might get bad, so have baseball bats now. And... One of them is Onslow, of course. Yeah. 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 On, I was going to say, the, the, bit, the bit where they all pee in the woods, for some reason, the guy, Jeffrey... Oh, Hughes. Whatever his, Jeffrey Hughes. Mm. He's misunderstood what's required of him as an actor yeah. during the pee bit. He actually did. Because <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, does, he, he stands directly behind Kenneth Williams and yeah. minds having a pee. You're right, like, no, no, everyone yeah. find their own tree. He's he like, let's go again. <laughs> Jeffrey he's, fucked that one up for he stand, everyone. He stands behind Ken and pisses up his bum. Yeah, yeah he kisses up his yeah. bum and it comes out of Ken's nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of Ken's nostrils and then it goes, Jeffrey Fountain. <laughs> This room, this room, is there a bike in a child's head? My nose is full of piss. What <laughs> happened last night? <laughs> God, a lot happened when they had that piss. Fortune <laughs> 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 murdered a boy. <laughs> Stole his BMX in his head. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to that lay-by again. Jeffy Hughes mm. pissed into <laughs> And Joan Sims had a really long shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I'm thinking about. Yeah, so, so all yeah, the plot the... now is just, what? Yeah, what? So then Vic's mum turns up with all the other women, including Hattie Jakes, who doesn't work at this factory. No, but she, but she's decided she, yeah, they just go, oh, do you want to be in this bit as well? We, we don't know what to do with you at all. I mean, so We cut an hour out of your subplot, yeah. so come and join in at the end. Uh, so Rennie Houston gets Vic over her knee and starts spanking him. She gives him a good spank. You should, I should have done this years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but before that, she says to Charlie Hawtrey, um, when are we getting married? Oh yeah, and, and he's like, "Well, I'm afraid we're not." And also, she doesn't like him because he's a drunken sot. Yeah, she says, "My last husband was a drunk," and then he says, "And also, I killed a boy." Yeah, and also, yeah. also, I've yeah. got that boy's head. Um... <laughs> yeah. Um... yeah, so Hattie has to come back with the girls as well, right? Yeah, I'm going to sort this out as well. She's had zero interest in any of this so, no. so far, but there you go. No. She well, they've got back. a complete disorder because if they've only got a short time before the um, the the king of or prince of wherever is going to pick up these. Nine nineteen thousand pounds worth of all B days. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, women go, "We'll do it." Yeah. And then march in, and then the men go. Also, Vic's like, "Well, "Well, I won't. I won't be going in the factory. So you're all all scum." And then a a nice lady comes around the corner and goes, "Excuse me, is this W. C. Boggs?" And he's standing next to a sign that says W. C. Boggs, and he goes, "Yeah, "Uh, yeah, I was just going myself." Literally the only business in this county where everyone works. And, she, and he's immediately like this. She's a nice bit of crumpet, and maybe mm. I will go back to work because she's replacing Myrtle because she's going That's for the right. tea lady position. That's right, because Myrtle's yeah. eloped. Yeah, Myrtle's eloped. So he goes, well, I'm, there's a possibility here that I could just sexually assault this person. So mm. I'll go back to work then. So young Mister Boggs and Myrtle arrive, bump into Sid, and Sid's like, "Well, we got to get back to work." And he says, "Well, that's the good news. You've been doing such a good job, Sid Plummer." 
So you're now a director. And he's like, oh, well, I haven't done, well, I've done anything. Well, I want to be a worker, he says. Is, yeah. yeah. Isn't this an insidious message? Yeah. Yeah. You too can make it to management if you, checks notes, pay a thousand pounds for the privilege. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's Freemasonry, that is. Be, well, it's basically be a member of the Tory party today. Like, be a peer. Yeah. Just, hmm. just buy yourself into anything. It's unbelievable. Um, and then he goes down and he starts flowing with Joan Sims again. Yeah. And then Hattie turns up. And basically thrusts a load of hay into Joan Sims' hands. Like she's the enemy here. Exactly. And then she cock blocks Sid. Oh, we didn't mention it, but we talked about it earlier. She when they come home from Brighton. Yeah. Sid and Joni have that tender you know, moment. He's literally well, saying if things were different, if things were different. Yeah, she said we, you we could come in love. I, I adore you. Uh, yeah. Because her husband's Fred's away. So he could go in and have it a bit of nookie. Well, they keep alluding it to tea. Yeah, I could mm. come in for a bit of tea. Mm. And she's like, well, I'd love to give you a bit of tea, but you know what the neighbours are like? You know, they yeah. think that we were having tea. When he says tea, he means thrust his penis. And then I'd imagine yeah. just after that scene, Sid goes into the shed and just, like, wanks himself to death. Oh, the shed just yeah. explodes. <laughs> Small <laughs> nuclear <laughs> mushroom cloud of spunk. But it is a genuinely, like, really tender little scene of, of yeah. like, regret of life and decisions that have been made. And you're like, yeah. that's this is no business being in a carry-on film. Yeah, genuinely, because this is genuinely two, and they're all wonderful actors, a lot of them. A lot of the the main ones are wonderful actors. They never really got a chance to show it. Is is there another scene that all have carry-on that's like this? I don't think so. I can't think of anything where the people express that much regret and they sort of look at the human condition briefly and they they remember, now we must do an odd gag immediately. (laughs) No, I don't think there is, genuinely. I think this is like quite a... Delicately written film in places. It's got a really sad bit of music played behind it as well, a mournful yeah. sort of like reversion of the theme. Yeah, it's quite brilliant. Um, there's lo- lovely bits of music in here, by the way. When yeah, you're talking to are. Joey and you get a bit of um, Tit Willow from Mikado. Yes, yeah, which I love that. Um, anyway, <laughs> so Sid Hattie tells Sid she's now going to work at the factory with him and. Um, so yeah. he can talk to her and he's like oh, and also she, she doesn't need to she's got all the money in the world now yeah. I don't, she, that's the last thing she needs to do now yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. there you go <laughs> but she wants to come and keep an eye on him because he's yeah. anyway and then Bernie comes out of the bog oh, dear. and he's like there's no toilet roll in there and Vic goes what did you say Bernie there's no and toilet I had to wipe my arse on the wall I had to wipe my arse with Myrtle's <laughs> face I had to wipe my arse with this boy's head that Kenneth was going I had to shit in that waste paper bin that's a boy's head <laughs> <laughs> I was using that as a fondue later I was using that as a waste paper basket <laughs> I love that oh there's no toilet paper in there so I just shit in the boy's head wait but the <laughs> toilet was still there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you shit in a boy's head? I got confused. I've got. Co- I've just got confused. I'm so confused because I didn't I'm know what toilet was with, briefly. I'm an ugly man with wings for hair, and I I've pulled just, this woman. I'm yeah. sorry. I did not tell you this morning. I went to the doctors, and he told me that I've technically got wings for hair, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, de- and I'm oh, depressed. And, and um, I thought last night about doing, doing myself in, to be honest, but I came to work, didn't I? Uh, uh, Mr. Breslau, lovely to see you. I just yeah. wanted to let you know uh, the results the tests are, are in. Back. Yeah. And I'm afraid it is bad news. I'm um, afraid technically. Well, technically, you do have wings for hair, yeah. which means your head will fly off at any moment. Yeah. 
Uh, we oh, don't. Could we? Uh, could be a week. Could be a month. We don't know. But at <laughs> some if point, I got? well, I don't. Yes. Yeah. In fact, if you want to just look at this scan, there just looks like the game Flappy Bird. Yeah, but it's your head. <laughs> if you take a look, at, if you look at this scan, it's obviously just a picture of an airplane wings on his head. You can clearly see that it's nearing the advanced stage. Where am yeah. I going to go? Where am I going? Well, that's the thing. You see, most There's, people get uh, lost at sea. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to send you for treatment in Gatwick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and our Gatwick wing. Um, have you have you noticed at any point small ladders um, appearing around your arsehole with people trying to board you? <laughs> yeah, I did actually. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you're turning into a commercial airline. I'm afraid. <laughs> just, that just, is just your isn't hair. It? Yeah, that is. <laughs> Hence, he comes in to work the next day and shits in a decapitated head instead of a toilet. Just makes so much sense. Now, and then wipes it? his ass with the wall. Yeah. So confused. So, so everybody looks at Vic because they think he's going to say everybody out like yeah, usual. And then he just no says, paper, and he goes, "Everybody go. out." <laughs> he says, "Everybody out of my bum!" And all these small children that have been kidnapped, like at the end of Close Encounters, step out of Vic's arsehole. <laughs> all of Hawtrey's, all of Hawtrey's little people. Yeah. <laughs> Now he goes, go and buy some toilet roll and let's yeah. carry on working. And you're like, on, oh which I'm thinking maybe was the original title. That was not. the original title, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But they, they didn't want to be that on the nose. Yeah. And then and he was called carry on convenience, but only in Britain because he was, the word convenience of toilet doesn't mean that internationally, so it was just called yeah. carry on up there. Because I'd imagine it's really called carry on fuck the commies or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carry on close encounters with third kind, because only that end bit. <laughs> Carry on shitting in a dead boy's head. Oh, Richard Dreyfus waiting at the <laughs> in the sort of air dock of Charles Autry's arsehole. And it should have ended with Bernie going, well, if she ended the film, then he goes on the street, then he takes off. Flies off into the sunset. <laughs> and leaves that rainbow like E.T. Yeah, and his girlfriend riding him. <laughs> oh, what a way to go. What a way to go. Oh, I, I see, not like that. No. <laughs> like the wish dragon at the end of Never Ending Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he forces two bullies into a bin. Again, chasing Ooh. loads of kids and then, of course, decapitating them and adding them <laughs> to the collection. <laughs> but this, this toilet warehouse seems to have just loads of missing children's heads. <laughs> Weird subplot, but there you go. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Well, you know, it makes sense because Bernard Bristol was in Kroll. There you go. There yeah, you go. No, yeah. Everything we said just makes sense. It makes sense <laughs> now. <laughs> makes sense now. It's now technically canon. Well, he was in Kroll. Oh, no, good. Yeah, good point. If that's your defence for anything. Well, <laughs> sorry. If you're, if literally you in reality have just been found embezzling, and you go, yeah, but listen, in my defence, Bernard Breswell was in Kroll. Well, and the judge goes, well, yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> There's no arguing with that. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Case I'd dismissed. like to give you five pounds, give you a kiss, and take you to the cinema. <laughs> Jump on my back. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, you're technically a plane. Oh, yes, I've got to technically a plane as well, aren't you? This will take me to Crowl. Yeah. Oh, Let's yes. throw some bullies in the bin. Oh, no, just the heads. That journalist was mean about me, flying him in a bin. Oh, God, oh, my. Anyway, that was carrying oh, your That God. was carrying your convenience. <laughs> it's a funny title, isn't it, for Karen Fem? It doesn't work. No, it's a bit awkward. It, it's much better when it is carry on one word. It should have been carry on working. Yeah, carry on working or carry on you. But it would have looked even more on... like Tory propaganda. Yeah. If that was yeah. It, no, it'll have to be something like carry on. 
Yeah, it needs to allude to the fact that it was toilets. Yeah, the international title was Carry On Run the Bend. Oh. Like Carry On Diarrhea. Mm. <laughs> carry On Constructing Toilets. Carry, carry on, on Streaming. No, there yeah, there you go. Yeah. Carry. See, I keep thinking of watching these films. Yeah. I don't know why they're struggling making new Carry On films, because it's just piece of piss, isn't it? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I suppose it's the cast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who would do this now? The thing is, you wouldn't. Also, get... we live in a world that way. <laughs> that film would immediately be banned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> immediately, someone just going crawl. No, <laughs> Peter Bradshaw going. The whole plot of this film is about a toilet factory, and there isn't a plot. And there's no plot as well, by the way. Mm. And one of them <laughs> turns into an airplane and chases bullies into a bin. There's an airplane, and one of them turns out to be a child serial killer. That's a very good film. <laughs> but don't worry, because <laughs> have you seen the film Krull? Krull. Yes, I have. <laughs> well, Bernard Brezel's in it. Oh, yeah, it's oh. fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> Bernard Breslau for Krull. <laughs> every year. He's been dead for 30 years. Yeah, but he's got to win it every time. Because as you know, he was in Krull. And then you go, he's got yeah, 30, that's true. Yeah, he's got 34 <laughs> Oscars. He's won, he's won the best actor he's every won, year now. It's like, you know how Disney kept winning Oscars for... He's got one little uh, statuette for all the dwarves. From, <laughs> he's got a little one for every Krull year. It just get, <laughs> gradually gets smaller. So every year, every year, Ray finds us to pull a smiley face, just going, I'm not, I know I'm not going to win. Oh, thing my is, God. <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is, actors, they say about struggle of actors, but Bernard <gasps> Brustle had to play a Cyclops, so. Yeah. In Krull. In, in Krull, of course. So and this year's nominees are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees exactly. of Sharon, <laughs> and again, Bernard Once Brustle again. for Krull. Yes. Uh, as you can see, they've printed the winner on the outside of the envelope to save <laughs> time. Warren Beatty comes out and goes, I think it's Krull. <laughs> you know, is it the Banshees of Inisherin? And they're like, oh, I no, fucked sorry, it up again. Uh, it's no, it fucking Krull, you Because Warren as you Beatty all know, prick. ladies and gentlemen, you just have to say, Bernard Breslau as well as you all fucking know. And was it some year, Krull? <laughs> a hologram of Bernard Breslau is here <laughs> yeah. to accept the award. Oh, oh thanks um, very much. Hello, as you know, I was in the film Krull. <laughs> Their special effects for hologram accepting the award for Krull goes to the special effect of the hologram. He said, The award for Krull! <laughs> and then Warren Bay gets chased by a flying bird breastlord and he falls in a bin. A big giant spider comes in. Oh my god, that spider was terrifying. That uh, terrified me as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's currently a convenience there. We'll be back. <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah. afraid all those people that were like, oh, it was really good that you did Karen Abroad, do more. We, we're going to do more. Yeah, we are. Whether you like it or not. We're just really bloody done one. We're yeah. a tenth of the way through now, aren't we? <laughs> well, we've done three, yeah. Yeah, so that's it. We're doing numbers. Yeah. We've got 27 more to go. We we'll have to decide what we're going to do next. Yeah, I've got a thought about that, which we'll discuss off air. We'll discuss off air. But until then, I'm going to leap on the back of burn a breastlaw and fly into the horizon and say oh. thank you Dan Thomas thank you very much for this thank you very much Paul Litchfield Nickers. goodbye <laughs>
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.